Wow, that is really annoying. I just recorded this whole episode and then again, this is the second time it's happened. It it just didn't record <laughs> and I lost it. Hey everyone, my name's Jack. You're listening to the Dev90X podcast and today is day 50. So the title of today's episode is that Handstand Vision V2 has been trained. In the current project roadmap, I have it at V3 as being the the one that will go into production. And V1 and V2 are sort of like a sandbox playground models where it's more about the learning process of learning how the models perform, where they, where they have limitations, uh, where they have strengths, and trying to patch those strengths within three iterations before putting it into production. So we are now at v2 what we did have in the demo running in the demo app for the last week has been v1 and just to give a bit of overview v1 had eight classes in it so we had entry to handstand handstand exit from handstand and then we had entry to headstand and in this data set i also included forearm stand and uh, shoulder stand as well Uh, sorry not shoulder stand Uh, forearm stand and um, tripod yeah so just the variations of headstand and then headstand itself or the variations thereof and then the exit so that's six and then I also had shoulder stand plow was combined into one class so I had I had training data for both of those in one in one class uh, which isn't ideal, but I thought I'd just throw it in there because it was V1. And then I had the other class. So all up, that's eight different classes. Uh, six for, for headstand, handstand and headstand, and then, and then two others. Um, it, it performed surprisingly well, considering I didn't even have the minimum required amount of data. And that also for shoulder stand plow, I had just two videos, which... I shouldn't have even put it in there, but I thought, heck, I'll just throw it in and see what happens as, you know, <laughs> it'll, it'll at least be, be a test. And of course, it definitely had a lot of false positives and false negatives on shoulder stand plow, but it did really well overall on handstand. It confused a lot between handstand and headstand, and, and it made me think that this is definitely the, the major the major difficult differentiation that needs to happen is um, that these these are two different kinds of inversions with a great variance in difficulty overall. Uh, so V2 was aimed at addressing this difference in differentiating or finding a way to train a model that is decently good at differentiating between handstands and headstands. As I was training V2, I realized that the differentiating factor may not be achieved through purely training a deep learning model, but rather by adding on a logic layer after the model throws its predictions. So as, it's, as the model is receiving data from, from Apple Vision, uh, which is giving key point data about all the limbs of a human body that is that it's able to read in a video frame. Uh, 
as it's receiving, it's throwing predictions about what every 30 frames of that key point data is doing in terms of an action. And then that, that prediction is now, it doesn't yet, but this is the next step. It will be, th- it will be passed on to the logic layer, which uh, combines those predictions into multidimensional arrays. And then there's a bunch of rules that apply to those multidimensional arrays. And those will fire off the functions um, to you know, start and stop the handstand timer, add, you know, iterate on the number of handstands and, and things like that. As the, the logic is something that can be designed to address the limitations of the vision model. And, um, and it can also be adjusted without acquiring large data sets. Uh, so it's a fairly... In a way, it's a fairly cheap and robust way of improving the overall user experience of handstand tracking. So that remains to be built. Um, and overall, the, the model has to be fairly decent before we, we look at the logic because otherwise it's just throwing a whole bunch of random stuff and, it's, and the logic will have a hard time with dealing with that. So today I... Uh, I finished training Handstand Vision V2, which has more videos, about a hundred more actually. Um, so I, I downloaded and edited a hundred videos over, over the last week, which was fairly time consuming, but overall an enjoyable part of the process. It has better recognition of the entries into the handstand. Oh, I forgot to say. So V2 only has four classes. Uh, whereas V1 had eight, I've simplified it down to just four now. And the focus is on uh, entry to handstand, handstand and exit from handstand. And then the other class, its job is extremely important in dealing with the differentiating factors between all the, all the other com- potentially confusing in- types of inversions. Um, Alongside everything that's clearly just not a handstand, like standing up, walking around, sitting down, laying down, blah, blah, blah. So um, the other class has a better data set as well. And uh, this, this remains to be improved. But based on my initial feedback from running tests on my brand new um, <laughs> difficult, difficult test case data set, so I've got, an, I've got like an edge case data set now, which has about 30 different videos in it, which are, I selected them specifically as difficult videos for the model to perform against. Uh, and then I will also build a, a data set of ideal use case or ideal scenario data sets where um, this is the intended use scenario of the app where, you know, the subject has been guided and trained to subject the user. The user has been guided and trained to use the app as it as it was intended to be used. Um, and in that in that process, we will see a higher quality result of the tracking. Um, but I, I need both. I do need like all right, you know, people aren't using it as intended, um, and we'll see how it performs in these scenarios. And then how does it perform? when the user is using it as it, as it was intended. Uh, so yeah, we have more data. Uh, we have better recognition of the entries 
better recognition of the exits, which is essential for the logic to work well. And I would say the better recognition of handstands as well, except V1 had a fairly decent recognition of handstands. What it is performing a lot better on is the types, other types of inversions, where it still, it still definitely has, you know, in some predictions, quite a lot of the predictions are for this is a handstand. Um, but it flickers a lot between handstand and other, which is a good sign because the logic can handle that and flag those predictions as false positives. Uh, so that's really great. And then I also learned about the limitations of Apple Vision, the Apple Vision framework, uh, just through watching how it performs on a lot of different videos. Um, I've, I've noticed that you know, strange scenes, for example, um, probably weren't included in the original data set for training Apple Vision. Uh, I've got this one scene where it's like a girl who's covered in pumpkins. <laughs> it's just so random, but it obviously wasn't trained on pictures of girls covered in pumpkins. So <laughs> it has no idea. It can't even see a girl in the scene uh, or a human at all. Um, so that's interesting there. Uh, obviously, very, very niche thing, but it's good to be aware of that, you know, as, as with any kind of AI in production, the, the hard part about building AIs is that when you throw them out into the real world, you hit those edge cases and, you know, in your training environment, everything's perfect. But, you know, in the real world, everything's chaotic and diverse and dynamic and those edge cases definitely do come up. And so... Um, yeah, it is, it's one of those things. It, 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 it's an exponentially difficult, um, problem to solve for every edge case as, you know, some edge cases are more common than others. Um, and in this particular case, you know, I'm, I'm not training an AI that drives, um, that drives driverless cars. So the risk, the risk of the AI failing is fairly low pretty much zero actually the risk is that the user experience will be damaged um but not that people's lives are in, in danger so I, I i have it fairly easy uh, as opposed to some companies like tesla who have to you know they they literally need to train for every possible edge case um so that's good but i it is good to know as well like for example occluded body parts it would be nice if the app gave the user a warning saying um, you know, there's something wrong with, I, uh, I can't see you properly. Can you like check that you're not occluding some body parts or check that your, um, you know, your scene is well lit, that your body is lit. Um, or, you know, I can't find your face. And like these, these things make it more and more difficult for the model to even for Apple vision to even build a skeleton of key points. So then it, it it's pretty much impossible for handstand vision to give an accurate, Pro's estimation. So that's my discussion for today. Stay 50. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's a Saturday and I am going to check out and go keep relaxing. <laughs> Talk to you again tomorrow.